My name is Akeem Brown and you're listening to Akeem's Dream Show. My dream has always been to discuss ideas that could change the world or make you better at your next cocktail party. Great minds discuss ideas, average minds discuss events, small minds discuss people. We're going to discuss all three, but mostly ideas. Let's turn it up, baby. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to another episode of Akeem's Dream Show. And today we're going to be talking about 10 people skills to master. Yes, you need to master people skills. I don't care who you are, where you came from, what you do for a living. You need to know how to talk to people because that is the default state of being on the planet Earth. You need, to, you need to talk to people. You need to get along with people. Could be your family. Could be your work. Doesn't matter. And especially engineers out there, you engineers out there have a reputation for being analytical and formulaic and all this kind of stuff. Let me tell you what, people are not formulas, they're not data points, they're not, uh, they're not, they're not numbers, they have individual paths and experiences. You need to tailor your approach, okay? And this is a format you can use. There's a book I used to read called How to Win Friends and Influence People. And this podcast is not exactly about that, but I'm going to pull some threads from that book because, listen, if you publish a book and damn near 90 years later, it's still being referenced, that means you hit some nerves in the cultural zeitgeist that must be remembered and they must be noted. So if you are going to interact with people, there's some principles from that book that really work that you'll see in my list of 10 here. And I'll break in my list of 10 people skills to master into three phases. The pre-phase, the in the moment phase, and the post phase. So let's start with the pre-phase. The first thing you can do is check your goddamn attitude at the door. When you first meet people, and for further context, this is 10 steps for people you haven't met yet. And it could be in a job interview, could be in the a date, could be uh, a friend that you're meeting through another friend or a social gathering or a party or whatever it is, line at the grocery store, line at the cafe shop, DMV, on and on. You just need to know that these are so important to have. Anyways, number one is attitude. Checking your attitude at the door. Now, people don't care that you had a bad day. Sorry to break it to you. They don't give a shit. They just want to know, hey, are you cool or not? Right? Can you can you bury your shit at the door? And there's a lot of ways to change your attitude. Right? It could be as simple as throwing on your favorite song or your favorite podcast, baby. Or it could be as simple as going to take a nap, calling a friend. I don't know, taking a cold shower, changing your state, changing your physiology. You know, it's it's the minor subtle changes that actually make a crazy difference. Like if you watch a golfer, he could be, I don't know, an eighth of an inch off that ball. And it's the difference between it going on the green and 150 yards into the rough. An eighth of an inch hitting it off that much. It's the same thing with your body. If your attitude is off, it fucks up everything. John Maxwell had this one saying, people can hear your words, but they feel your attitude. Your attitude needs to be checked constantly every single day. And uh, Zig Ziglar, a guy, motivational guy from the 60s, he had a line where someone was like, hey, what, like, why you keep talking about attitude and motivation and positivity? And he's like, well, listen, I, you, you don't have to do it, but I recommend it the same way I do bathing, you know? 
it's uh, it's good for you, and it's it's also re- I also recommend you do it daily because if you don't, you start to stink. And I I totally agree with that. If you don't actually check your attitude daily, it will start to stagnate and stink up the joint. And people do not like stinky attitudes. And it's crazy. You don't even have to say anything. People can smell it. Jordan Harbinger has a show called The uh, Art of Charm. And in this show, he talks about all these things that you can do to, to kind of improve your life and this and that. He has this one thing where if you want to check your attitude, the only thing you have to do is Look at the door frame and remember the door frame test. The door frame test says that whenever you walk through a door frame, check your frame. Door frame, frame, door frame, frame. Get it? What does that frame mean? Well, the frame means how your actual body looks. So every time you walk through a door frame, throw your shoulders back, tip your head up, increase your gaze, and don't look like a psychopath crazy person with a big smile, but have a normal face. Relax, maybe like a relaxed smile, like kind of a grin, and just enter the door, enter the room the right way. You ever hear of people saying, oh, that person has a presence? That's what the goddamn frame is for. People who have a presence just walk into a room the right way. And there's a right way and a wrong way to enter a room. That's the first thing with people is if you don't master that before you get to that door frame, before you get into that room, it's going to be hard, man. You're going to be playing catch up. So number one, attitude. Slash door frame test, the door frame reminder. Check your attitude. Number two is read up and prepare. You know, it's crazy. Everyone thinks about preparing for, to meet people only in the context of a job interview. Well, the crazy thing is people will get ready for that when it comes to making money and having a job. Duh. You know, if you don't know anything about the company before you go to the interview and they say, hey, so what do you, you learned about us? Or do you have any questions for us? And you have a blank stare on your face. I mean, I got, I'm sorry to, sorry to tell you this, but you didn't get the job. Somebody else got the job who did the goddamn research. Like my buddy went down to California for a nursing position at a different hospital, two or three different hospitals in LA. He did the backs. He did. He knew more about the school's history than the people interviewing him. They were blown away. And that was the thing. Like he had so much information in his head. It was top of the mind, tip of the tongue. They could ask him anything and he was prepared. Why don't you have to, you don't have to go with that extent with people you're meeting or someone you just knew off the street. But if you can do a little bit of research when you're in the car before you go into an event, if you know this, where these people came from or a little bit about them, or maybe they're in a sports league or whatever, just do it, man. Take the extra effort. The difference between ordinary and extraordinary is extra. Just do a little bit of extra. I'm not asking you to bake me a cake, but if you'd like to uh, DM me and we'll sort that out. I'm just telling you to do a little bit extra. It makes a big difference because you can pull up things later. So that's kind of the pre-phase. Number one, attitude. Number two, read up and research. Number three, now you're in the moment. You're meeting them for the first time. The first thing you want to do is remember to offer your name first. That's number three, offer your name first. You'll notice that when you talk to people, the interaction is not about taking, it's about giving right? Here's some old adiums for you or phrases you might've heard. The more you give, the more you shall receive. You might've also heard of the phrase to have a friend. You got to be a friend. You got to give. In other words, that's what I'm trying to say. I remember walking to a store one time. There's a guy outside, gave me a little bit of a head nod. He was kind of a cool magnetic. He had like a cool energy about him. Walked inside the store, grabbed my shit and I was on my way out and he gave me another head and he's like, Hey, what's up, man? My name is Jeremy. And I said, hey, my name's Akeem. Nice to meet you. Something subtle he did there was so interesting to me that I've, I've kind of thought on for all these years. Just the way he said, 
uh, you know, hey, Jeremy's my name or my name is Jeremy. The way he did it was remembering this principle is that he's going to offer his name first. The, the reason you want to do that is because you don't want to be probing the first time you ever meet somebody. You want to, the first thing you want to do to somebody is offer them something. It's like when you have a guest over at your house, you're not asking them, hey, do you have any water? You, you provide them the water. <laughs> so people skill says, if you want something, you got to give something first. Don't go to the table unless you have something to give. Don't go into an interaction unless you have something to give. And because you don't know the person, the only person, because you don't know the person in the moment, the only thing you can give them is your name. So offer the name first. Don't wait for them to say their name. This all sounds so minuscule, but it's a huge, if someone does this flawlessly, the difference is night and day, right? Two people walk up to two new people. One person says, hey, what's your name? And the other person says, hey, my name's X. Who do you think has a better interaction after that or has a better chance of having a better interaction? I mean, come on, this is not rocket science. So offer your name first, right? Huge. Number four, after you've offered after you've offered their name, your name, and they've offered theirs because they normally will, you know, I wouldn't even say, I wouldn't even ask for theirs. Just offer your name because what people like to do is reciprocate. So if you say, hey, this my name is X, my name is Akeem, hey, they're going to say, hey, my name is Jenna or whatever, right? They're going to they're gonna reciprocate your energy. It's all about energy too. You know, one of my boys is always on that, you know, Nagoni, we were talking about that on one of the shows. He says, you know, it's all about energy. He doesn't really mess with people whose energy is off. That's the attitude. That's the giving mentality and the giving spirit. If you have that, it makes life a lot easier. Oh my goodness. Hey, my name, this is this is how the this is how the sequence goes. Maybe give him a head nod or whatever. Hey, hey, you meet somebody for the first time. My name's Akeem. Nice to meet you. Oh, hey, my name's Jeremy. Extend my hand. Look at their hand. Two pumps. Eye contact. Let it go. This is not rocket science, folks. <laughs> I mean, you can do, you can get a lot further. Sometimes the scenario, the the environment doesn't dictate, especially during COVID or whatever whatever's happening in the world. Whenever you're listening to this, it doesn't dictate you, you know, shaking their hands first. But, you know, in most situations, a handshake is is welcomed. And traditionally, what a handshake meant was I come in peace. I have nothing to hide. Because obviously, if you had things to hide, you would put them in your hands. So you having an open hand, open palm meant you had nothing. Right. And then that's where the idiom came. Oh, he has something up his sleeve because it can't be in his hand. But anyways, the handshake is so important. Do it and do it right. Number five. Keep your hands out of your pockets. I learned this one from my dad, okay? So my dad is a GC, construction worker guy, kind of guy, uh, and he would always have me on the site during the summer to work as a laborer. So I'd be around the site, and back when I was a waste youth, I would just be walking around not even having a clue what was going on. I would get to the site, and I'd finish my job, and then I would just put my hands in my pockets. And one day my dad goes, Akeem, catch this. And he knew what he was doing. And I said, oh, shit, I had my hands in my pockets. I couldn't catch it in time. Hit the ground. He goes, Akeem, why couldn't you catch that? And I said, oh, my hands were in my pockets. He's like, Akeem, let me tell you something. You're on a construction site, never have your hands in your pockets. Your your pockets were designed to hold things, but not your hands. Your hands should be ready because if your hands aren't ready, you aren't ready for life. And I've always remembered that. Have your goddamn hands out of your pockets. Even if you're standing on the street, it just kind of lets the world know that, hey, you're ready for anything. And when you're talking to somebody, it kind of, it, it almost makes you look more engaged. Uh, I don't know. This might be nitpicking, but if someone has their hands in their pockets two seconds after I meet them, it's almost like they're being too cool. I don't know. It, and it might be just a force of habit, but I started to notice it as soon as my dad told me this all those years ago. So 
try to keep your hands in your pockets. It just kind of throws people off. And this kind of leads into number six. Put your phone away. For goodness sakes. One of my buddies was uh, at the, uh, we were at, no, we were sitting together. We were having a few friends and we were just having some drinks and just good times. And he said, you know, it's crazy. I can't enjoy, you know, our, our social outings will never be the same again. I said, why is that, man? He goes, because everyone's on their goddamn phone 10, 20, 30, 100 times in a space of an hour. Nobody's getting 100 emails. Nobody's getting 100 texts. It's no, there's no 100 emergencies. They just are so addicted to it. And listen, I'm not judging. I'm making an observation. This is more of a social commentary. But if you can resist the urge to ch check your phone like a cracked out praying mantis 10 times a minute, you'll do better with people because most people don't. Most people are addicted to their phones. And if you are one of those people who aren't and you're just in the moment, engage with a person, guess what? You're going to have better people skills. You're going to have better engagement with a person. So yeah, put the phone away. Uh, put the phone where it was meant to go or design. Like my dad, back to the whole keeping your hands out of your pockets. He's like, Akeem, the goddamn pants pockets were not designed for your hand. They were designed for things to go in them, like your phone and a wallet and shit like that. So yeah, phones away, number six. Number seven, this goes back to the Andrew Carnegie guy, How to Win Friends and Influence People. The biggest thing I always took away from that book is people's favorite word is their name and people's favorite subject is themselves. So when you're talking to people, just remember those two things. That's how you have a conversation with somebody. You know, you're not trying to get to know their life story. You don't want to dig, the ch you don't want to dig super deep, but you do want to keep that in mind that it's not really about you when you're meeting somebody. You know, you're not interviewing them, but you're not telling them about you. So many people I meet, they do steps one to step six, great. And then they go to talk about themselves. It's like almost like they, you know, they're, they're so, they're so excited about their lives. And trust me, I'm excited about mine too. But I, tr I resist the urge to just go and to monologues about my life story because nobody really gives a shit. But they do care about themselves. So try to be interested and intrigued. And this goes back to number two, read up and prepare. Because if you did a little bit of reading and preparing, you can kind of tie that in to who they are and maybe follow up on a few of those items. Right? Like maybe you found out they were from Ontario. Be like, hey, I heard you're from Ontario. And then you dig. And then that's, that's a conversation. Now, you're, now you can play tennis, which goes into my next point. Number eight, learn how to riff. Riff, play tennis, and, you know, go back and forth. It's just, just another way of saying, learn how to have surface level witty banter. Most people don't know how to do this, okay? And this is kind of like the high power of low page work. Lows, you know, you don't get paid a lot when you're in low wage jobs when you're growing up. Maybe you're in high school or you have a job where you're just kind of, you're, you're just kind of, you know, you're either washing dishes. And these are all jobs I've done, by the way. You're washing dishes, you're planting trees, you're making milkshakes. You're a porter at a car dealership. You're a laborer on a construction site. These are all jobs I've had, but you know what I had, you know, I don't, some of the skills have transferred over to today, but the biggest skill I learned from those jobs was how to riff and how to have conversations and quote unquote elevator combos because, or pitches, whatever. Uh, you need to know how to riff, play tennis. I hit the ball, you hit it back. I hit the ball, you hit it back. We're, we're, we're riffing, we're having a good time. I'm shooting the shit, you're shooting the shit right? It's just, it's just, it, oh man, people who can do this. And I've noticed that like a lot of successful people, most successful people I know who like own companies, run businesses, they're like rich, whatever. They are good at this. And I think it's just like a trained force to habit where 
you just need to have this skill because not every interaction can be this long drawn out thorough profound deep experience of conversation of ideas sometimes you just you just boom 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 witty banter humor sense of humor is huge so i'm going to do another podcast about this but it's so important to have that low wage work when you're growing up because those are environments where you can get that kind of witty practice in i used to work at booster juice with a bunch of fijians and filipinos i never laughed so hard in my entire life because the whole day they were just roasting me and i had to be quick i couldn't get into deep like i had to be fast it kind of built it was like a muscle i developed and i built up it's a weird thing to think about but it's so true it's exactly what happened or when i was a dishwasher you were constantly getting roasted or pranked or you had to look around your back and you had to have if someone yelled at you from across the kitchen you couldn't think uh, about what to say or look at the profound meaning like they're just riffing sports was good for that too like sports locker rooms all I'm trying to say here is, at number eight, learn how to riff. Learn how to play tennis. I hit it, you hit it. I hit it, you hit it. But you don't have to go into these long monologues, okay? So many people do this. They go into these long monologues, okay? If you want to do a monologue, get a podcast. I, I, I love to riff so much that when I do finally have a lot to say, I find that nobody wants to hear me say it, which is why I started this podcast, because I could just get it out of my system. The same way where like I didn't really hit and I didn't get into a lot of violence, violence growing up, but I still had that in me. So I played football and I would just go and kick off and just legally assault people because that was part of the game. But you have to find avenues to get it out, but you can't get it out when you're first meeting somebody. It's a long way of saying, learn how to riff and bullshit. So that's in the moment people skills. Number nine is follow up and be prompt. The biggest problem we have in society... <laughs> I'm just joking. This is not the biggest problem. But one of the things that kind of grinds my gears is when someone says, yeah, let's go do this. Yeah, we should do this sometime. And you never hear from them again. Don't be that person. And I listen, you're probably listening to the saying, Akeem, what about the time? Listen, I'm guilty too. We're all guilty. Yeah, I get it. But I'm just trying to say, be principled here and say, don't say stuff unless you're going to follow up in the next week or two and make actual plans. Because everyone does that. And if you're meeting somebody for the first time and you say some shit like that, Come on now, word is bond. You can't just be saying bullshit and then expect the person to, uh, to to reciprocate. You threw the idea of a plan out. Now it's up it's up to you to follow up on that plan. And trust me, this wins people, man. This wins, this carries the day because you said what you said. You did what you said you were going to do. Hey, yeah, we should grab beer sometime. You should look at your calendar the second you leave that person's face and look at the calendar and say, hey, um, text them. Be like, hey, uh, I'm looking at next Friday. We want to grab beers then? Like, they would be blown away. Be like, oh, you actually meant that? Yeah, I did. Now you have a friend. Boom. Okay, and number 10 is whenever you come across information that might be important to them, or maybe they're a firefighter, you came across a funny firefighter video, just keep them in your mind, right? Like, send them stuff. Keep them in the loop. Uh, You don't have to be their pen pal, but frick, like, if you ever see something, the world's so interconnected these days that's a fun way you can interact people with, with people is just kind of send them fun funny follow-ups maybe once every three months or whenever it comes across your desk um that's how you keep relationships going over years and years and years i have a lot of friends i've had for 20 years i have a friend i've had for 26 years i have friends that i've had i've have i literally have hundreds i'm not sure if they all friends friends maybe they're more acquaintances but there's a lot of people who maybe every three or four years i'll find something that reminds me of them and i'll send them a video i mean Geez, this is like really basic stuff, but people appreciate that. They're like, oh, he remembered I was into jiu-jitsu or 
He remembered I was into freaking jackass movies or whatever. Goes a long way, man. Goes a long way. So that's number, that's the top 10 thing, okay? So let's go through the top 10 again. People skills to master. Number one, attitude at the door and the door frame test. Door frame, the door frame reminder. Number two, read up and prepare, do your research. Number three, offer your name first. Number four, nice handshake slash eye contact. Number five, hands out of the pockets. Number six, phones away. Number seven, favorite, or just remember their favorite name, favorite word is their name and favorite uh, subject is themselves. Number eight, learn how to riff and play tennis, bullshit. Uh, learn how to be witty, have witty banter. Number nine, follow up and be prompt. And meet, say what you mean and mean what you say. Number 10 is uh, send them information as it comes across in your life. And then here's two extras, okay? It's not part of the top 10, but if you are in these situations and you do these things, uh, it really carries the day as well. So number 11 is men. If you can offer your seats at transports, uh, on transports like uh, you know buses, trains, planes, trains, and automobiles, that, that would be really helpful. Here's a big one you don't really see too many men doing anymore, but if a woman approaches your table who's part of your party, stand, get out of your chair if you're a guy, and uh, wait for her to sit down. That's a huge thing. You don't really see it too much anymore. It's more of a traditional thing to do. But listen, if you're the only one doing it, you stand out. It's all about scarcity these days. Number 12, pepper in stories whenever possible. You might have noticed that I don't do too many podcasts where I just talk about theories all day. I like to tie in personal stories because people remember stories more than they do principles. So you might not you don't might not remember my hands out of the pocket story, but you will remember me talking about my dad throwing something at me at a construction site. Okay, so these are these are how you tie principles and make them stick. Or when you're talking to somebody, you're you're kind of mending that relationship for the, for, the, for the very first time. If you have a story you can tie it to, or you can tell that person a story, whew, that's really good. That's the icing on the cake. So that is the top ten people skills to master according to Akeem the Dream. And I hope you enjoyed this and you apply it. And until next time, I can't wait to introduce myself. Shake your hand. I peace.